There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, Maggie. Maggie. Oh, wait, no, you're... Who's Maggie? Maggie is Margaret, actually. Who's Margaret? Margaret is Mary. Oh. Hmm. So that's your ex that you had lunch with today. That's correct. That was not and on And you purpose. just called me her name? I conflated you, but that's, <laughs> that's okay. She's a good person. Um, I, I also could have just called you Maggie. Because sometimes I just call you different different names. I don't think you usually have before. Yes. Uh, um, and you met my ex today. Mm-hmm. You came right into the bar. Because I picked you up. The restaurant, by the way. We weren't drinking. And, and, um, and I was surprised that you immediately pounced and there was a loud cat fight that included broken <laughs> bottles <true>. and... and <laughs> Furniture being thrown. It's not true. Furniture was thrown, mm-hmm. and then I was totally chill. Hate turned to okay. Anyway, um, you were chill. You were chill, Alice. You're so good that way. You've got some, sometimes you just have so much intestinal fortitude. Um, so that's right. That's right. Hello to my class of 1991 classmates, Mary and Lauren. Great seeing you guys again at the. 99 pubs. So, you know, we've all done pretty well (laughs) at a time. So, in Danvers, 99 is fine. It's fine. I'll save it for the podcast. I guess you should. Your 99 restaurant review coming up on the All You Can Eat pod, available wherever you listen to podcasts, except Google and Amazon because they take longer for it to show up. Did you get back to... Yes, I did. We need to get get some of that pod... Merch going immediately because it's the the female the line of female clothing is going to be bueno. You want me to go around wearing clothes that say "all you can eat" on my bosom? 
Yes. <laughs> that is precisely okay. what I desire to be happening. Okay. So let's do, let's work on that oh today after God. the show. All right. You I know what? I don't have a lot on my plate. I, don't I have. Think, so I'll just get right on that. I have to. But ask yes, you, we'd have. Well, we should tell people. Please. That we did tease before that there is a new podcast. That new podcast is officially out. It is called the All. You are so adorable today. You are ridiculously cutie adorable. Thanks. I'm going to take a picture of you. I will not send it anywhere. It's going to be an ugly picture. I will not send it anywhere. I've never seen a person so talented at taking terrible pictures of me. Um, What was I saying? Oh, we have a new podcast out. Our new podcast is officially out. It's called the All You Can Eat Podcast. You will be able to find it everywhere. Right now it's on um, Apple. It is on Spotify. It is on... Where else did I put it? Stitcher iheart it's on a lot of places um google and amazon take a while they're saying 48 hours so it should be soon i'll keep you posted there's a twitter handle if you're a twitter type of person Mm -hmm. it's a l l u c a n e a t pod pod so it tweets all you can eat pod with a u instead of the word you okay so compared to the twitter handle i got for it (laughs) Tom's really talented at creating social media handles. Yours was like All you can eat pot eight six nine three four seventeen Z All right, so um, I have to So bring- it's great. But we talk about food and restaurants. We already have another episode recorded that's gonna come out this Don't week. Tell them that no, there I want it, people to be if- excited. There's a great new episode that we Just evolved- say a new one's coming out this week. Not that there's one in the can. Well, I just want people to know it's a really good episode because I let it. What is that supposed to mean? I will admit. If you were disappointed by episode one and you felt Tom was floundering, stay tuned for episode two. <laughs> That's all I'll say. It only makes you me love you more. You were so adorable <laughs> today, and even though you deride me, fresh off of the a vicious bar cat fight with my That's ex-girlfriend. That's not true. That's not true. But before that, we actually all went to church as a family. Mm-hmm. It was your Sunday. My Sunday, Doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas Sunday today in the Orthodox Church. That's right. So. And I do have some doubts remaining, but it was... But it you was, were there, which is fun. I was there. It was lovely. There's so such good people who go to that church. There's such mm-hmm. lovely people. Uh, so I... I, I they're so, just so welcoming. It's such a family environment. That, and see, so obviously, Alice and I are very different when it comes to spirituality. I'm, I'm, I'm questioning, and, and mm-hmm. Alice is a devout Christian. Um, but regardless, I just those those are such. Well, it was lovely people. to have you with us. It was so nice. Well, I, I hope we do, do it again. I intend to do it again. Our children were shockingly well behaved. I know. It never. I happens. don't know what was going on, except, and this was weird because, um, you never see this, but the five year old decided he didn't want to leave, so he had a meltdown in the church parking lot because next Sunday was too far away. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's unusual. So it's a, it's very it's a very different thing. When I went to church growing up, it was the first congregational church in Winchester Winchester and so like for the first like 35 minutes the kids sat with their parents and then were sucked whisked away, escorted right. out of the premises to Sunday school which would then get out directly at 10 a.m., I mean, 11 a.m. It went from 10 to 11. There was no... Oh, yeah, the Orthodox Church is not afraid to run over time. Today's service is, I think, four and a half hours long. No, it was about an hour and a half, and it was shorter than usual. Yeah. I think um, it was a... 
Greek priest subbing in, so it, it ran a little faster than our usual. And there was nothing else going on, so the Orthodox Church will also, like, if there's, like, a saint day or something, something special, they'll, like, just run over and do extra stuff after, too. Yeah. And they're, I mean, and I've told you this before, that church is where, you know, the eternal intersects with conventional time, so it doesn't really, time doesn't really matter when you're at church, which you don't necessarily believe me How about. embarrassing was it? The only thing I wanted to do was get my phone off. And, I, and you couldn't figure out I can't, how to I don't know how to, it's an iPhone 12, it's a small mm-hmm. one, and I can't turn it off. Because I just didn't want to feel the vibration. I didn't want to feel anybody contacting me. Because mm-hmm. one of the things that we like about this, or I've always liked about that church, when we've got some tranquility, is just the complete, you're, you're, you're absolutely very much present in the mm-hmm. room with nothing else happening. And the music and the, I don't even know what they're called, the liturgies, whatever they call, they're called. But all the stuff happening. Well, right, in, and there's like incense and icons and people doing stuff, right? And, and like, it puts you in a in a in a different brain space for me because usually there's always something going on. So that's uh that's great. But now I have a I have a concern for you that I need you you to shepherd me through. Okay. Um, Jason Alexander tweeted of Seinfeld, George Costanza mm-hmm. tweeted yesterday. Okay, everyone, Twitter has removed my verification. I will no longer be posting on this app. Anyone who posts as me is an imposter. I wish you all well. That was yesterday. Well, it was at 12.14 a.m. So then, <clears throat> today, Jason Alexander tweets, Friends told me my blue verified check was restored. Don't know why. I've paid nothing. I gave no number. Stephen King reported same. My account remains so no one steals the account name. And I can tell you, this madness hasn't happened on Insta or Spoutable. So, so what Elon. Has happened? So, first of all, there's a question in the chat: If Walter Davis was your senior minister at the first he was. Congo, he was. <laughs> there Davis. you go. Julian Phil wanted to know. So there that's you go. exactly right. Yeah, he he. First, he was across the street at the first. At the second Congo. Second Congo. So, yes, Tom, actually, this was a scandal because Tom always claimed to have gone to the first Congo. Mm-hmm. And then when we had to do our marriage in the Orthodox Church, they won't marry you to somebody who's not baptized in a Trinitarian Christian tradition. So you have to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and so I had to go dig up your baptismal certificate. And the first Congo had your... What do they call it in Protestant churches? Confirmation. Yes. Which is like Orthodox chrismation. Um, and But they said that you actually had been baptized at the second Congo. Who knew? So then I had to go track down the second Congo where that minister did not have your... All the records had been lost. So, oh. But... Um, they were able Did to you forge a document. No, I explained to my church and your uh, the first Congo minister. Both the ministers were lovely. They're both women, mm-hmm. uh, but she explained that they would never have confirmed you. She wrote a letter saying that here's his confirmation certificate or whatever, and we would never have confirmed him if he wasn't baptized. There we so, go. So I'm a citizen. So you made it. You made it through the checkpoint somehow, but yeah, there, you, there go. you go, Walter Davis. Walter Reverend Davis used to play the guitar sometimes. Hmm. He we he would come over our house and hang with us. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, so so what's going on with Twitter? So, uh, four twenty because Elon is Elon. 
Um, 420 was the day for blue check marks to disappear. Right. Yours disappeared, I believe. It did? I well, paid for oh, it. Oh, then you paid for it. I paid instead. for it before it disappeared. Oh, so that you wouldn't have a gap where people knew. They would think I wasn't special anymore. <laughs> Correct. So, um, but a bunch of celebrities and people made a big show of not paying uh, and how they were going to lose the check mark. So Elon said he was going to personally pay for some of these people. So he said he was going to personally pay for Stephen King, Shatner. And there was a third person who complained. But now it looks like pretty much all the celebrities, all the like big people, all have them back. So I guess Jason Alexander's one too. What about the T unit? No. How do you know? Just the big ones. Well, because you paid. Well, they got theirs back for free. So Elon did I. decided so did I. <laughs> you're a big enough mm-hmm. name. Um, yeah, Julian Phil saying that Walter Davis came down to Attleboro and became their minister for several years. He retired to California and he passed away several years ago. Oh wow! Well, sorry to hear he passed away. Wow. Yeah, he was a great guy. He was a great guy. So it was a lifetime ago, but oh well, very cool. Very. So, cool. I don't know that Julian Phil were uh, Protestants. Um. So it doesn't mean that they are Protestants. I guess he doesn't have to be a Protestant. Um, but yeah, so, so the blue checkmark thing has been going back and forth for a while. It looks like the celebrities are going to get to keep theirs. Um, MIT was assuring everybody that they definitely didn't pay. MIT? Yeah, MIT got theirs back and they were like, just so you know, everyone. Like, so that's a new thing that they're all doing. By the way, I didn't pay. I don't want you to think that I gave money to Elon Musk. Like, so these people are so lost. What's so weird too is that now the blue check mark actually has utility to it, right? Like I got one for the Burnbarrel podcast, not because I care if it has a blue check mark next to the name, which is actually kind of embarrassing on its own, but because so that I could post longer videos and I suppose it boosts your they say it like boosts your importance in the feed or whatever if you have a blue check. So I mean, I don't know. Who knows, but like there's a point to it. You can edit the tweets. You can post longer videos. You know, you see new features first. I think there's that's like bonus stuff. That's good. That actually is worth paying for. If you're using Twitter to promote any kind of podcast or content or anything that you're doing, like I think it's actually useful and worth paying for. I guess it depends. But yeah, I mean, impersonation is still not allowed just because the blue checks went away. And if you pay for a blue check, you can actually, like, get in trouble and use it, lose it if you use it for impersonation, which is why, like, you changed your picture and it, like, took a while or whatever. I don't think it still has. Oh, I don't know if you did. But if you, like, change your... It's been, like, a week. But if you change your picture or your name, the blue check will disappear for a while or whatever because they're trying to make sure that you don't change your name and picture to Alyssa Milano and then tweet pretending to be her and go viral Do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. they're they're trying to prevent impersonation by doing that so they're you know they're trying to get it right i don't think elon has the right formula yet necessarily in terms of the content creation and stuff like i said like i don't think it's great that he's like banning Substack links and stuff i think that's kind of beneath him and beneath the platform but i do think it's a good thing to figure out how to monetize twitter and actually make the company profitable that that will be a good thing in the long term and figuring out how to allow people to get paid for twitter and make money on twitter for producing twitter content will be in the long term critical to the health of the platform so yeah look forward to it he also had his rocket launch last week which was cool i mean it did they did have to explode it but you know i 
I tend to be of the opinion that in order to innovate, you have to try a lot of stuff and some of it will work and some of it won't work. But that's like how you learn and do stuff. And part of the problem, especially with our space program for a long, long time has been risk aversion. Like, I mean, I think we're going to have if we actually want to do the space travel thing and really advance on this front, we're going to also have manned flights that explode and things that happen. Yes. And like, but I think, I think things like the Challenger really um, gave us cold feet in a big way about doing stuff that was risky, and had well, and th- made our space program. There's another one that blew up too. Yeah, but I think, I think that that. Um, has made our space program much more risk averse in a way that you can't be if you actually want to innovate, right? Like, when we colonized the West, we lost a lot of people. It was not a low-risk endeavor. And space flight's not going to be either if we actually want to do it, if you actually want to colonize other planets. Like, bad stuff's going to happen. We're going to lose people. But it takes almost, I think, the private sector to kind of do that because people have to choose to take on risk themselves and just do it. When the government's responsible, it turns into, like, a whole thing, you know? Um, But, yeah, like, I I think that stuff is going to happen. Obviously, I don't want any Challenger explosions. (laughs) Like, I think that's a bad thing. And that one in particular, there were a lot of failures that went into that. A lot of um, people that didn't. The O-rings. O-rings. The temperatures. Yep, all the things. All right, Alice. Now, I want you to listen to something. Oh, do you mind if I move us along here? You can move along. Go ahead. I want you to listen to something. And I want your take away from it. And I want your take of what my takeaway from it is. Federal regulation in terms of what's allowed on air and what isn't. And when you look at what Tucker Carlson and some of these other folks on Fox do, it is very, very clearly incitement of violence. Very clearly incitement of violence. And that is the line that I think we have to uh, be willing to contend with. Federal regulation. Okay. What is your take? What is your take that my take is on this your take is you love her is it aoc is hot <laughs> thank you for your political opinions tom that's helpful um obviously you're willing to be ruled by uh, the fascist iron fist of aoc correct i'm <laughs> very willing yes and as it is on the substance of what she said mm-hmm. every, it's just another foolhardy backwards baseless message that's said with confidence that's what she does she's she's really really quite a fool there's no doubt about mm-hmm. that and to her to say to, to fox news if people use fox Fabry, news now clearly and people, incitement and you, and you to see, violence yeah and you can hear mm-hmm. when like the sunday shows that we listened to today they use fox news as this pejorative Mm-hmm. To mean like you know lying cabal, it's uh, right. whatever. Yeah, somebody was like, "Oh well, I understand if you're listening to Fox News, you think that blah uh-huh. blah blah." Like, at the same time, here's something that Alice and I listened to today, post church, post post cat fight, which was, this is Dana Bash of CNN talking to Amy Klobuchar. Asking about President Biden's age. This is, by the way, after she had Lindsey Graham on and they were arguing about abortion, which we won't get into. Uh, Among other things, I don't want to upset Steve from Merrimack. I want him to be able to listen on his Monday morning commute without anything upsetting. But um, anyway, Lindsey Graham accused the media of not pushing back on Democrats 
or holding them to account when they don't answer questions. And she was like, that's ridiculous. Of course we hold, whenever we have Democrats on, we hold them to account and ask them these questions too, Senator. That's absurd. She went into this whole thing about how she holds Democrats to account and then she has on Amy Klobuchar and asked her this and it just made me laugh. President Biden is expected to announce his reelection campaign on Tuesday. He will be 86 years old at the end of his second term if he, in fact, uh, wins. And the fact is that many Democrats worry about his age. Even the New York Times editorial board, which is not exactly a bastion of conservatism, uh, this weekend wrote that candidates shouldn't pretend, as Mr. Biden often does, that advanced age isn't an issue. These are concerns that are not going away, and you know that. So how do you think President Biden could overcome that? So thoughts right there? (laughs) So the question isn't, first of all, the question isn't, you know, should we be concerned about his age? Is this a legitimate concern? It's the questions about his age just aren't going away. Even the New York Times is still asking, can you believe it? How can Biden overcome this? (laughs) And wrote that candidates shouldn't pretend, as Mr. Biden often does, that advanced age isn't an issue. These are concerns that are not going away, and you know that. So how do you think President Biden could overcome that? President Biden has such a strong record to run on. He has gotten this country through the pandemic. He has the backs of the American people, and Americans know that whether it is passing landmark legislation to bring down pharmaceutical prices, whether it is its investment in infrastructure, it's going to bring high-speed broadband to every part of the country, including... At any point now, Dana Bash could reel her back in. And say, okay, but I asked about his age. How does he overcome the concerns about his age, Amy? Rural areas in my state, or whether it's bringing back manufacturing. He has the back of the American people. He believes we should make things again in America, invent things, export to the world. And he has stood up for the women of America, and he has stood up for our democracy. He is going to have an incredibly strong record to run on, and he has a steady hand when you look at what's out there right now with Donald Trump and what we're hearing again. People don't want that chaos back again. Senator Amy Klobuchar from the state of Minnesota. I appreciate it. And that was that. (laughs) There we go. That's it. Remarkable. Remarkable. And they talk about Fox News. It's just, it's absolutely remarkable. Remarkable. All right, Albie. Let me just see if this is is that the end of my punch list. Because I know we've got some stuff that you've got to get to as well. I feel that we're very centered, focused, and almost at peace today. And getting along. We have a loving energy today. That's great. I feel that too. I feel that we do too. So do you have more that you want to get to right now? No, I was looking at the um, the White Raven, the the Zoe Barry that we had. Oh, oh, oh have we cooking... had that yet? No, we haven't oh, okay. had that okay, yet. That's quiet. a tease I'll for the next uh, episode of the All You Can Eat podcast. Okay, actually. I have something I want to throw at you. Okay. Before we move on. Okay. What is your take? What is my take on, on... Hold on. Here we go. I just got to refresh sure this. We'll find out what you want my take on anytime now. The more opportunities a child has to interact with biological fire, the less likely they are to commit a crime or have contact with the juvenile justice system. Okay. okay, another way to say that is men and women who are incarcerated, the population of the prisons... 
mostly encompass fatherless homes. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Is that the clip? No. Now, here's something that no one else has mentioned, which I think is cool, and I, I don't really say this eloquently. If a, um, if a man and wife raise a child, they're less likely to end up in jail, but they have the same statistical chance as children raised by just their father. So if we want to keep children, adults, out of prison, mother, father, or just father, well, we don't want to hear just father. So let's try to keep the families intact. The more opportunities a child. So once again, the best situation to raise a child is a mother and father or just father, not just mother. Single mothers account for 80% of the homes uh, and over 70% of the prison population. Needless to say, children reared in two parent or single father homes fare better in society. Statistically, single fathers raise better children than single mothers. So I think it's a tough conversation to have carefully because there are obviously a lot of fantastic single mothers out there, right? Even mothers whose kids screw up in life, a lot of them were and are great mothers, right? Right. So I think that's like a really tough thing to be able to have these conversations about what's best for kids, honestly, and talk about the real honest results that we see in society from raising kids this way without saying that single mothers aren't great moms, right? Because they, many of them are great moms, right? Um, that being said, I think that mothers and fathers are both really important to children's development and especially fathers are really important to the development of children's discipline in particular especially boys but um but i think that i think that fatherhood is really important and you and motherhood's important in different ways right and i think that kids who are raised without mothers are missing different things that kids that don't have mothers don't have right but i think that and you know there's also i've quoted to you statistics before about church attendance with fathers right Mm. that Children's best chance of growing up religious is if you live in a home where both parents attend church with you as a Mm. family. But that being said, between if only one of your parents is bringing you to church, the children whose 
fathers take them to church are much more likely to be religious as adults than the children whose mothers bring them to church. How very interesting. I don't recall so, how you And I that. think there's... I think that when you think about it, it almost makes sense because I think kids know that in a lot of cases, dad means business. And like mm-hmm. when church is something like, oh, mom just believes that. Well, yeah, that, there, ask- that there is a lack of seriousness about the way kids sometimes view their mothers and things their mothers are into and and a seriousness about if dad is into something or if dad takes something seriously or if dad says mm-hmm. don't freaking steal the catalytic converters that's different when dad says it than when mom says it. Hey, well, how about this as well? If dad, I picture the church where we were today. Mm-hmm. And not so much to sitting in the pews, but afterwards, um, the the lunch. Mm-hmm. If dad goes, if you, for instance, if I was there without you today, right, there would be probably two dozen women playing mom to our kids. Right. Where There's if mo- you were there without over. me, there probably wouldn't be anybody playing dad to the kids. Right. You know, so you there are moms to be had at the church for. Temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so that so I think that would give the father the the make it easier for him, at least there. Well, that, I know that this is this is just very snapshotty of a Sunday, and you're saying like, right. you, you know, Dad says to take the stuff seriously long term. But um, and on but the, I think uh, the little things add up to the long term too. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And on the on the outside world, I think you're right with Dad. If dad's in charge of the kids, he can set boundaries and limits. Mm-hmm. And although that's not the 100,000 things that moms do to be nurturing and empathetic and caring and mm-hmm. to listen and take them seriously, that may be the thing that saves lives and prevents kids from getting arrested. Just being the setting limit guy. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that if you go out, if come home with a catalytic converter that's not yours that there's going to be held to pay, that could put a kid out of the cat converter business immediately. Mm-hmm. Where with mom, there's probably not the same held to pay. Right. And I mean, so, and you know this a little bit be- too, because you grew up in a divorced household where a lot of the time there wasn't held to pay for stuff. I, that's um, that's correct. Well, it depends. There was, and so you was saw the, the difference between... Mom, mom's parenting and dad's parenting, which I know is anecdotal, right? But, but I think there are oh, commonalities totally. to the way mothers treat their kids and the way fathers treat their kids. Oh yeah, and the relationships you have. Oh, totally, totally. And, and I, it's you see it in the, in the Simpsons has like there's one at least one scene where a spoiled kid tells his mother to shut up. Like I, I definitely was a bratty little jerk to my mom at times, and. and would say stuff I would never say to my dad. There was no way ever um, as a as a kid growing up. And, you know, mom's let you get away with it, too, because I was the baby, and, you know, she... Whatever. Um, you, you know what's funny you, you, you say that to Alice? Because I, mm-hmm. I think that when they got divorced, we all had a bunch of special meetings with Reverend Davis, <laughs> who, by the way, did confirm me, by the way. So there you go. He made me. He made, made me made man. And he wouldn't have done that Walter if Davis. you weren't baptized. That's correct. 
I'm legit. So we know that you are I actually. No bastard. You have been baptized. Correct. We have to baptize one of ours, you know. Yeah. One oh, of wait. Our, well, of now ours. we. Yeah. So I figure now at this point, because during COVID, our kids' godparents were like a little more cautious in COVID. So we like didn't baptize one. And then now we now we should just probably do them together at this point. With the do you new think one. that we should talk about how choosing this particular couple is our god, godparents or the kid of the kids? What about it? I think it's an excellent choice. Uh, it, it's it's a <laughs> little opportunistic them. of us. This he's handsome, a big professional, awesome guy. She's beautiful. They're like much better than us, Alice. They're lovely people. It's, godparents are supposed to be when you and I get hit by the truck. It's a safety net, right? If you and I get hit by a truck, it's the best thing that will ever happen to our kids. <laughs> These people are superior people. Well, I just have known them forever and love them, but <laughs> our kids don't wish for us to get hit by a bus, honey. Not necessarily. Okay, I'm just saying that it's okay. win-win for them. <sighs> All right, Alice, take it away. Well, um, speaking of my mortgage, <laughs> is that where you want to go right now? Uh, I do because I'm in such a good mood, and I don't want to be mad long. But okay. this thing has really astounded everybody that I've heard is saying, I have not heard a proponent speak on this as yet. Speaking of, by the way, the cost of being a homeowner, which is what this story is about, um, for those of you who attend local town meeting, you may see what is like the white whale, which is Tom Shattuck at a town meeting this week. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, we don't actually... We just vote, right? No, you have to go. Oh, oh. No. But you, I thought you felt strongly about it, though. I do. Can I just vote? No, it's a town meeting. It's one of the oldest and most direct forms okay. of democracy in America. Well, I have kids to watch, Alice. And remember, the kids are less likely to steal catalytic converters if I'm here raising them while you're at town meeting. I think you should come to town meeting if you feel passionate about the issue. Maybe you'll even speak at town meeting. It'll be fun. I'm going to have Toast encourage you to come to town meeting. I will meeting. not be going to town meeting. I, 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 I'm going to read you from the packet. There could be more fun things to vote on. I'll, we're going to read I the town meeting vote. packet tonight. I just want to vote. I, there will probably be a vote, too. Uh, Tom's concerned about his property taxes. Let's put yes, it that way. I am not for any override or anything. Rather, uh, no. You don't want the kids to have anything good. I was against the new school. I wanted the school from 1971 where it was flooded. I was against... Yeah, I don't want the school... To kids. It's school is a penitentiary and i don't think it has to be made opulent uh, just get through the day why is this what are, this our school if you guys see mostly we just need to be able to make our mortgage payments yes so if you keep rolling more and more high property taxes into there we have a hard enough time making our mortgage payments after all our extra loans that we had to take out to de-lead the whole house so if we could not raise any costs anymore that would be like really really helpful to the shattuck household but yes we would take we don't have any bananas downstairs right you didn't get any bananas yes no. Okay. Why? Who needs bananas? Mm. Who wants bananas? Is it somebody in our house or like a neighbor is neighbor. asking for, for bananas? Okay. Yeah, we have no bananas. Um, I don't like bananas. I have to be honest. Never have liked... I like things that you make out of bananas. I like banana bread. But I'm not a banana person. I don't like them. Uh, I'll save it for the 
for the all-you-can-eat pod, okay? Oh. I'll tell you things that I like that are flavored banana and things that I don't like. Like, I like banana Laffy Taffy. I like a banana just fine. I like don't a like a banana. It's I think it's a texture thing. Oh, really? Creepy texture. Oh. Don't like that. Because it's, it's phallic? No, no, because a weird, smushy texture. Uh, it's mealy. You don't like mealy yeah, foods. Yeah, gross. I love mealy foods. So. No, it's like and baby the, food. My cousin used to eat when I was in Serbia. They had these, um, like it was like anilla wafer sort of, but like mashed mm-hmm. up. Like so, you would buy the box, Ooh. and it was just the powder. It's like powdered yeah, cookies. I'm, I'm on board. And she would mix it with milk and just eat that as like mush, like a slurry. Yeah, yeah. I got no problem with that. Oh, it would like me. I don't care how good it tastes, like the flavor of it, but the texture of that just grosses me out so much. Anyway, I think that's disgusting. What's also disgusting, although great for the shaddocks, <laughs> really, and people like us in the world, mm-hmm. is this news story that rightly people have called out. This is only being covered in conservative news sources. Like you said, like this is not nobody who's for this is talking about it. Uh, right it's only people who are against us who are talking about it and we were speaking of course about how the u.s is changing the rules for all the federal government backed home loans which is most of them Mm -hmm. between like fannie mae freddie mac all these things i mean like oh i think we've had fha loans at both our houses um you know we had a first time buyer one that was for people who had a really tiny down payment at our last house Right, And then we didn't originally have one at this house, but then when we had to do the lead stuff, we had to take out a, a loan, an FHA loan that allowed us to borrow as much as we did to fix the lead problem at our house. Um, so anyway, um, a lot of people, I believe I could be wrong, but I believe the majority of the mortgage market, I should have had my friend on who used to help underwrite mortgages to yes. talk about this. but. Yes. Um, I believe the majority of the U.S. housing market is um, federally backed loans. I'm pretty sure. It's a, it's a lot anyway. It's a big chunk of the market. Um, and anyway, what they're doing is they're changing the rules starting May 1. Uh, here's the New York Post story is calling it a little noticed revamp of the federal rules on mortgage fees. It's raising the rates for people with better credit and lowering them for people with worse credit. So I think they're going down like 1.75% in the fees for people with bad credit and the people with good credit, they're going up 1%. So, and this is obviously so this coming is, okay, from... So this is unbleeping mm-hmm. believable. So if you do the right thing... <laughs> if you have good credit... The right thing... Right. Um, then you will be punished for it in... Not only is your largesse then transferred from you, but it's given to somebody who has already been lackluster in decision making. Who's less likely to pay back. Exactly. Or can't afford it, by the way. And we and we listened to them talk about this on um the commentary podcast mm-hmm. about how grossly unfair this is. I mean, like this is the type of stuff revolutions are made of, yes. right? It's like taking stuff away from people and giving it to other people who did nothing to deserve it. But it's also speaking as people who've been predatory lended to, um, because we're definitely in the category of people who would be benefiting from this. Like we've only benefited from yes. the government By helping the way, us in every way to buy homes and fix our homes and do all our stuff. Yes. Right. Although the government also made us do the lead stuff. So I kind of don't feel bad about that. Like they took us to court. We, to make we us feel less bad about taking taxpayer money. 
for that. that. We don't feel bad. Actually, that like radicalized me. I don't feel bad about yeah. any of it at all. You know, Ayn Rand took Social Security. She's like, they took my money. Now I'm going to like get it back. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Um, anyway, so we're definitely in the category of people who are not harmed by this. Like we benefit in theory, like we are more able to afford houses if they do stuff like this for us, which this is the idea of it is they're saying houses are becoming less affordable for poor people. So let's help out the people with the bad credit and the poor people and the people who can't afford houses and we'll help them afford houses. Of course, that's exactly what got us into the 2008 mortgage mess. And by the way, and they didn't really say this on commentary, maybe because they're probably more responsible with their money and yeah. they probably haven't experienced this themselves. So it might not have crossed their minds, but it's actually not nice to the people that you're quote helping to give them money that they cannot afford to pay back and condition them being able to live right. in their home on getting a bunch of money that they can't afford to pay back. Right? Like, it's actually the 2008 mortgage crisis also, it, I mean, obviously it was bad that they loaned a bunch of people money that shouldn't have had mm -hmm. money loaned to them and crashed the entire housing market and the financial markets for everybody. But also it sucked for the people that got that money loaned to them and lost their houses. You know, it's not kind to people that cannot afford a house to sign them up for a loan. And that's like where we got the term predatory lending and all this stuff. Like, it's not, but the people that are doing that aren't setting out to be predatory. They think they're doing something nice. Liberals always think they're doing something nice, and everything they do just harms the people that they think they're setting out to help. It's incredible. It's incredible that they just give money to people that can't afford to pay back and somehow think that they're doing a nice thing. And I mean, like, then when those people get foreclosed on, like, where are they? Yeah, no, it's awful. It's terrible. It's They're so, sitting it's, there going, wow, believe, the bank was so predatory. I could only, can't believe they got foreclosed on. Like, I, I can only, you did this. I can only think this is a situation where so this the, like the spirit of this thing seems to me, obviously, it's some, some kind of equity, wealth, redistribution mm -hmm. thing, but is ultimately made to degrade and demoralize, degrade the system in the institutions and, and demoralize the citizenry. It is so cynical. It is so effing unbelievable. What a way to divide people. Uh, Alice, what is the hot sauce? The hot sauce, as you can see behind me, by the way, in three delicious flavors, two of which are brand new, is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. It is great. So much flavor, so much heat. The hottest is the original hot sauce. Where do I have it? Because I have the actual Scoville units here. Oh, very nice. On the new sheet. Yeah, the original hot sauce is um, almost 9,000 Scoville units nice. of heat. Um, I believe there's a blend of habanero and ghost peppers in there that leads Ooh. to that. If you're not quite up to that much heat and you want a little more exotic flavor to your Chelsea Fire Wicked hot sauce, you can try the bourbon flavor at 4,100 Scoville units or the pineapple flavor at 3,700 Scoville units. Great clean ingredients. They use sea salt for flavoring to reduce the sodium level. Um, Tom's allowed to eat Chelsea Fire Wicked hot sauce on the Awaken 180 program, which is great for him, and he does. Um, he loves Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Uh, and they also, in addition to all that, donate 5% of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. You can find it at Market Basket. You can find it at Big Y. And you can find it at ChelseaFireHotSauce.com. So make sure you uh, check that out. Try Two their new flavors. Two messages here today, Alice. Okay. 
Hey, Tom. Hey, Alice. Phil hey. in Attleboro. Hey. Hi, Phil. Listen, I'm really upset with you guys. I think you made a total mockery of what uh, Buttigieg is proposing for the fiscal mm-hmm. year 24 budget. And I'm talking about, again, the mockery you made of coming up with female representative crash dummies. I think not, I think uh, the $20 million is low. They should double that because there still remains two communities that are not being represented here. And, and I'm all about equity, which is really a focus on fairness. Let's yes, be honest. Yes, absolutely. I think that if they're going to make over some of these crash dummies, they need to have uh, dummies that represent um, – Repre- uh, which would represent the racial inequities. In other words, right. people of color. They can simply uh, use some of the ad- additional funds to buy some paint and make sure all Not of the uh, crash dummies represent all the colors of the rainbow Not of a society. Bad idea. And then lastly, gender inequity. I mean, what's buy some buy some materials, you know, have some of these Crash dummies represent the non-binary population. You know, maybe have some of them dressed very flamboyantly. Uh, that's right. Maybe had a lisp. Know what I mean? Like Joe Biden. That's right. That's, Don't be a horse This is based tail. on, and thank you, Phil. This is based on Rosa DeLauro, the 114-year-old congresswoman from Connecticut. You also plan to make important investments to uh, address the roadway safety crisis, including the critical funding that would accelerate the development, and this is an area I've, I've written to you about, of the use of female uh, dummies in crash testing. This will start to fight the gender inequity among vehicle safety and crash victims. Yeah, that was that took me through all four hours of Friday's show. There was no doubt. That was uh, <laughs> couldn't have asked for a better gift than that. Hey, Tom Alice. Hey, Charlie. I just had to ask you, um, Tom, are you serious when you said you thought Babies could swim. Yeah. <laughs> I find it absolutely hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing when you said it, but I I hope it was not actually true. Um, all I could think of was Gordon Jump from WKIP when he said, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Could fly yeah. No, I got bad information from my Uncle Russ and uh, my Aunt Judy in like 1981. It was in... Um, it was at my grandmother's house in uh, in New York, next to Rockville Center. What was where? Where are my grandparents from? Long Island. Yeah, but it, next to Rock, Rockville Center, it's where uh, doesn't matter where the Islanders play. Anyway, they said that you put the babies in the water and they just swim. And then there was the Nirvana baby who seemed to be swimming, and, <laughs> and so I I thought that that was it. I had I had to. No clue. I had that information my whole life. I was sure that that was absolutely it. Mm -hmm. Good thing I was also sitting by the tub. Obviously, if you are on our Patreon stream, just stay there because there's going to be our Sunday bonus show. I have more things to get to that Tom didn't let me get to last week that we're going to discuss. So um, I hope you're all ready for uh, some dress code talk and to uh, meet the worst girlfriend in the entire world that I'm going to introduce you to. Uh, you can find that at patreon.com slash burn barrel or always for free burn barrel podcast.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.